And somebody said, praise the Lord. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Good morning, everybody. There's two types of people, you know. One that says good morning, the other one says good Lord, it's morning. But we're here because it's good morning. We're alive and well. Punch your neighbor, don't pinch him, just, just kind of elbow him. Don't pinch your neighbor, but you're alive. You have a reason to be here today. I'm so happy to be in the house of the Lord today. There are so many things that I love about God that I cannot express them all, but I am certainly happy to be here today in God's house and be a part of his great kingdom. Praise God, praise God. Little girl was writing a picture, trying to make a picture of God, and the teacher said, you can't, you can't describe what God looks like. She said, just stick around a little while, you will. She was trying her best to describe who God was. You may not be able to put it in words. You may not be able to put it down on paper. But I'll tell you what, he's one of the greatest things that has ever happened to my life. And you should be able to express the same thing, that God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen, amen, amen. It is an honor to be here again today and to be able to preach to this great congregation. You know, it's been been a lifetime with me here, and I certainly love every one of you. Those of you that have been around for a long time, we love you. Those of you that are just coming to God, just coming to the church, we love you. You mean a lot to us. So this is Sunday morning, and we have children getting out of class in a little while. So let's get into the word of the Lord for our lesson today from the book of Psalms chapter 11, verse number 1. Psalms chapter 11, verse number one, in the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to the mountain. For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privately shoot at the upright in heart. You ever felt like you've been shot at? If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked. And him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, and horrible tempests. This shall be the portion of their cup. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness, his countenance, his countenance, his countenance doth behold the upright. I'm preaching today from verse number four. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. Would you ask the Lord to help us today? Savior, we love you and thank you for your word and what you mean to us today. Help us as we endeavor to break the bread of life, bring truth, righteousness, and the anointing of your presence to every ear and every heart. We ask these things in the wonderful name of the Lord. And somebody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. How can you approach God that is in his holy temple if his throne is in heaven? I endeavor to answer that question today with the title, 
the connection. The Lord taught us to pray. This is how he taught us to pray. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. There has to be a connection between heaven and earth. And I'm asking you to stay with me because I'm going to preach as fast as I can and as slow as I need to today to help you understand that God is in heaven, but since his spirit is omnipresent, he's on Mars, he's on Jupiter, he's in this earth, he's in Washington, D.C., he's in Bakersfield, California, he's in this building right now, and he's in our hearts. There is a connection between heaven and earth. Chronicles 6 and 35 said, Then hear thou from heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. Chronicles 7, chapter and the 14th verse, If my people which are called by my name, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Can I just tell you today that if you pray, that prayer goes to heaven and God responds and heals the land and forgives your sin. I don't know about you, but every once in a while, I need him to forgive me. I know I'm with a bunch of righteous people, but are we self-righteous? Or are we righteous because he is righteous? We're righteous because he is righteous. And he forgives us. Oh, somebody ought to shout. If you have ever sinned, you ought to be able to shout. He forgives us. Any type of healing, we must hear from heaven. At Jesus' baptism, there was a dove descended from heaven. It was not the third person in a triune Godhead, for God does not represent himself in animals. It was just a confirmation that heaven recognized what was going on. And today, we have the opportunity, when we baptize somebody in Jesus' name, there is a confirmation from heaven, for the Bible said, ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody ought to shout with me if you've got the Holy Ghost. There is a connection between heaven and earth. Oh, hallelujah. The story is given in the book of Genesis of Jacob running for his life. I'm going to go back and forth just a little bit, so stay with me. Why did God honor Jacob? Was it Esau's total disregard of his birthright? Jacob clearly lied and stole the blessing. But I'm going to present to you today that he did not necessarily steal the blessing. It had already been prophesied that he would have the blessing. There is a connection between heaven and earth. And when you hook on to that, whether you're the parents of children or you are the children, I believe God is mindful of this church. Oh, hallelujah. And when we pray, something happens in heaven. And when somebody receives the baptism of the Holy Ghost or in it, in even at the least part repents of their sin, something happens in heaven. And if it happens in heaven, it ought to happen here. We ought to rejoice at everybody praying, everybody seeking the face of God. Hallelujah. 
Let's go back and look at this just briefly again and look at what really is found in Jacob's life. Jacob received the blessing from his father, Isaac. But Jacob was repeatedly deceitful and conniving. Does that not speak of me? Does it not speak of some that in this world need to find God and recognize that our past, our past can reach heaven with our future and God has connected us, heaven and earth. Jacob is repeatedly deceitful and conniving. Jacob seized the birthright deceitfully. He deceived Esau. Not so much deception, but in the fact of, okay, here's a transfer verbally. I'm cooking something, but you are going to receive something. It's interesting that later, and we'll get back to it, that when Isaac was dying, he didn't ask Jacob to cook the meal. He asked Esau. Esau was the hunter. But on this particular case, Jacob is cooking. Esau is complicit in his approach to his father. It seems as though his father and him was closer, but Jacob and his mother was closer. Jacob and his mother conspired to lie to his father. He dressed up acted like somebody he was not. He lied directly to his father's face at least twice when Jacob, when Isaac asked if he was Esau, and he said, I am Esau. Finally, he even got God involved in his lie. Listen to this. He answered when, when Isaac asked Jacob, how come you found that so fast? He said, the Lord provided it to me. The Lord provided. See, there was a connection there with, with Jacob that we overlook a lot of times. Uh, he was mindful of spiritual things. He was thankful for spiritual things, and he wanted spiritual things, and that's what he sought after. His conniving was to get the best from God that he possibly could get. And so the Bible nowhere defends Jacob's actions. Don't get me wrong. It does not defend his actions, uh, but instead... The book of Genesis, also the book of Hebrews, <clears throat> says that Esau despised his birthright. Jacob loved the birthright. He wanted that birthright. He was willing to give to get it. Jacob was able to give up to get a little bit of temporary, temporal something. Hebrews calls his decision immoral and godless. Esau was willing to trade God's promises his promised blessing, his promises of a blessing for something as cheap as a bowl of soup. Esau surely wasn't that hungry or to think that he was going to die as he claimed, but he exaggerated his earthly hunger in order to justify trading away his spiritual inheritance. Oh, if I could preach to somebody today, if you have a connection to Jesus Christ, you better hang on to it today. If you love Jesus Christ, you better hang on to it today. Our world is trying to get you to trade it for simple earthly things. Our world is trying to get you confused enough to say there is no God. The atheist went before the judge to get a holiday. And they said, judge, the Christians have their holidays. The Muslims have their holidays. 
We don't have a holiday. The judge says, yes, you do. It's April 1st. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That's your holiday. I'm glad to tell you, we don't have a holiday that we just worship God one day. We don't have a day of week that we worship God. We worship God every day. He is our God. He is our Savior. He is our hope. He is our deliverer. He's one that listens to our prayers. Have you prayed today? God heard it. I said, God heard it. There is a connection between heaven and earth. In order to justify his desire and craving for earthly things, he exaggerated his, his hunger. Furthermore, Esau broke his own oath and blamed this whole event on Jacob rather than taking responsibility for throwing away God's plan for a bowl of soup. From the beginning, God had predicted that he, what he wanted Jacob to get, the blessing, and not Esau. Because it was said in the book of Genesis, chapter 25, the younger was going to serve the elder. Somewhere, Jacob got a hold of a prophecy that I am going to be the one over my brother, but I've got to get something spiritual from God. That was a prophecy before this situation ever happened between him and his brother. God said through the word of God that the younger was going to serve the elder. God predicted that, that a younger would be able to serve that older one. Therefore, Isaac's desire to bless Esau would have been wrong in the first place. Instead, Isaac played favorites with Esau over Jacob. Go get me an animal. I'm going to bless you. Because of Esau's cooking abilities at that time and because of the cultural value of the eldest son getting the benefit of being the firstborn. But God knows how to break cultural values and give real values. Our world has cancel culture. They want to get rid of the culture of America. They want to change the culture of the family. They want to change the culture of motherhood. In fact, the Supreme Court justice can't even define what a woman is. But I'm here to tell you that God's word is profound about the day that we live today. So in all of this setting, God's will must be done on earth. Sometimes we have to break that cultural norm to receive the blessings of God. How many of you have broke away from family culture to be a Christian? How many of you broken away from the deceit and deception of the enemy in your family somewhere? Every one of us has family somewhere that has problems. Uh, but thank God we broke away from the culture of sin and confusion. And we stand in the house of God today free from yesterday with a great hope for tomorrow. Oh, hallelujah. God knows what to do and how to do it. God's decision to bless Jacob really speaks of his grace. Namely, God can choose to bless the least deserving if he chooses to. In this case, Jacob is a conniver, a cheater, a liar. Jacob was sinful, but God chose to bless him anyway. Aren't you glad that God didn't look at your culture? God didn't look at your sinful life. God didn't look at your past and say, okay, you go to the back of the line. I found somebody more, more available, somebody more, more, more tuned to what I want. Oh, no, 
If you are the least in God's kingdom, my God knows how to pick you up and put you in the number one spot of being the firstborn of Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There's a spirit of God in this house today that will put you in the front of the line rather than the back of the line. God honored Jacob because his desire for godly things outweighed his deceitfulness. But later, of course, he reaped what he sowed with the deceitfulness of Laban, his uncle. The Lord said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, the God of Isaac. And the land that thou liest upon, to thee I'll give it to you and to thy seed. This is, the, this is him sleeping on a rock and talking to God when he's running for his life because of his deception to his father. But the Lord said, thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, Thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land and will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to of thee. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep. Listen to this. This was so awesome. He awaked out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. There is no, this is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Abraham first built an altar there where he prayed. This was the house of God and the gateway to heaven. I think it's time to trade in our worldly temporal things uh, to gain the blessings of God. Why would somebody, why would I, why would you ever come to the house of God and hang on to the things of the world that stand between you and God when you could give those things up to have the blessings of God? How many of you, don't answer, don't raise your hand, don't even look guilty. How many of you were deceitful? How many of you were sinners? How many of you had struggles in life that you're ashamed of? But when you came to God and you were baptized into the death of Jesus Christ. You see, baptism is not just a function of the church or a ritual of the church. When you're baptized in Jesus' name, you're baptized into the death of Jesus Christ. You can read it in the book of Romans. Oh, hallelujah. And you have a connection to God in heaven and his will is being done on earth. Your life, oh hallelujah, has the blessings of God upon it. Ephesians said, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He went on to say in chapter 2 and verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, and quicker, he hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved, and hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places. Jesus is in heaven but his will must be done on earth. Now, the story has been said, Sunday school days, preaching, adulthood, heard it all my life. But Jacob dreamed, and there was a ladder ascending and descending from heaven unto earth. But the Bible said these words, and it thrilled my soul when I read it again. It said that the Lord stood at the top of that ladder. That ladder made the connection between heaven and earth. But the Lord stood at the top of that ladder. 
I can only promise you today that if angels have ever ministered to you, and they certainly have camped around about us, the angels of the Lord camp about those that love the Lord and fear him. But if that ever happens to you, and ever surely it has, God is in control of it all and stands at the top of the ladder. I wouldn't want to live for the devil today for anything in the world. I wouldn't be an agnostic today for anything in the world. I know who I believe in. I know who I trust in. And I believe that when I pray in Jesus' name, God stands ready to hear and to answer my prayer because there is a connection between heaven and earth. No man, no man on earth, no person in heaven can withstand that forever. Although there are angels that try to keep us from getting what God has given to us. But it's time for us now to trade our earthly temporal things, our thinking, and put it in the hands of God. And understand that God has given us a hope today. Know ye not that you are the temple of God? If God is in heaven, in his holy hill of heaven, and he's in the temple of God... You don't have to ascend the ladder to get to heaven to touch God when you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's in the temple today. Oh, I know you know this. I know it's almost old hat because we believe that we are the temple of God. But the beautiful thing about it is you don't have to try to, try to transcend it stars and the moon and get to where Jesus is and the heavens at the top of the ladder. He's right here today. Right here today. He knows where you are. He knows who you are. He knows what you need and all you have to do is ask. There's an old song. I wish I knew how to sing it. It's found on page 99 of your songbook. We almost put it out because it was obsolete. But I read it again fresh and new. Central's never busy, always on the line. You may hear from heaven almost any time. Tis a royal service, free for one and all. When you get in trouble, give this royal line a call. Telephone to glory is the, co the course. Oh, what joy divine. I like this little phrase. I can feel the current moving on the line. This was the first wireless telephone God in heaven and us on earth. And the way you get it recharged is right here today. Let me tell you something else. Moses had the first tablet and drew his inspiration from the cloud. There's nothing new under the sun. This that we have is the greatest experience man has ever known. We have access to heaven. I don't know about you. Brother Jeremy mentioned it. I felt it. You felt it. God is in this place today. Telephone to glory. Oh, what joy divine. You may hear from heaven almost. Have you heard from heaven? I hope you're hearing from heaven right now because I want to give you some hope. You don't have to sacrifice animals any longer. 
You don't have to shed the blood of an animal to get God's attention. All you have to do is sacrifice your own body and say, God, not with a knife, not with a gun, not by committing suicide. Your own blood's not going to save you. But by lifting your hands and touching God, this royal telephone is still alive today. Oh, hallelujah. Built by God the Father for his loved and own. We may talk to Jesus through this royal telephone. There will be no charges. Telephone is free. It was built for service just for you and me. There will be no waiting on this royal line. Telephone to glory always answers just in time. Fail to get your answer. Satan's crossed your wire by some strong delusion or some base desire. Take away the obstruction. God is on the throne. And you'll get your answer through this royal. You've seen him on the side of the road. Free telephone. Sign up. They give so many of them away because people lose them, destroy them, because they don't want to pay the bill. They get a no number. You don't have to worry about getting lost with this. God knows where you are. And if you're in the deeps of sin, if you're in the struggles of sorrow, no matter where you are, this royal line still is accessible. I know that's an old sign, Brother Mark McAllister. That's an old, old song. I didn't realize it was so relevant to today, but it's just as relevant today as your cell phone. You can talk into your cell phone and in splits, minutes, seconds, the answer on the other line. You could ask a question, make a statement, say something. There's an immediate response no matter where you are in the world. Why would you not believe there's a connection between heaven and earth? What is your need today? Why don't you kick out the old thinking and say, hey, yeah, I, I thought I was helpless. I thought I was hopeless. I thought I was without God in this present world. But suddenly, I have a hope. I have connection with Jesus Christ. Read on. I want to I I deal with this. If your line is grounded and connection true, it has been lost to Jesus. Tell you what to do. Prayer and faith and promise mends the broken line. Tell our soul is burning with a Pentecostal fire. Who wrote that? E.F.M. Lehman. Must have had a connection somewhere to understand you cannot be disconnected. Now, in this song was something about losing connection. I want to preach to you just briefly. You don't have to worry about losing connection. It comes back online. How many times have you been on the computer and it went down and you got frustrated somewhere the connection was broken this storm has brought a lot of confusion to a lot of places phone lines were down cell towers were down because of storms but it comes back up and eventually they're back in service the powers of darkness can hinder your connection this is where I want to preach to you. If something doesn't work, it's not God's fault. If you don't get an answer, it's not God's fault. Thank you for two people believing what I'm saying. I'm here to tell you that God hears your prayer no matter what. Daniel got to praying. And he couldn't get through. 
You can read it in the 10th chapter of the book of Daniel. But the angel of the Lord came to Daniel and said these words from the very first day that you disciplined yourself and you had your heart to understand. I'm telling you, your words were ascending into heaven and I am come for thy word. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and 20 days. That was the disconnection. It wasn't God's fault. Oh, hear me, church. If I could help you understand today, if you don't feel like you have a connection and somewhere the connection is broken, it's not God's fault. We have an enemy of our soul that does not want you to hear this message and does not want you to get in touch with God. He's got you so confused you can never touch God. But let me tell you, Jacob was a conniver, a cheater, a liar, and God said, I'm going to bless you anyway. This is not a Baptist message. This is not saved once always saved. I'm telling you, when you learn to repent, you can get back to God anytime. Oh, yes, there's going to be some hindrances. There, a third of heaven was cast out with Lucifer. There are demons everywhere. You can't cast out a demon with your human approach to things. You can't do anything with the demons except use the name of Jesus Christ. That's where connection is made back. Oh, hallelujah. I was praying with somebody yesterday. I can't tell you all the details here today, but there was a lot of confusion in his life. Just got out of prison 37 years for murder. God gave him the baptism, gave her the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He was, the, I thought he was a man. Tyler Hodges' church, I thought he was a man. Confessed later that he was a woman. She was a woman. She's now excited about dressing like a lady because she got the Holy Ghost last night at Tyler Hodges Church. I've lived a lie. She made a connection at the altar. I prayed with what I thought was a man. Come to find out, it was a woman. I prayed with people that were sinners and come to find out, they're the child of God. Hey, there is a connection between heaven and earth. And it doesn't matter what you were, God knows how to make you what you really are. Taking this individual home afterwards, the person that was taking her home said, now you're ready to let your hair grow out and look like a lady. She said, I can't wait to become what I really am. Oh, hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, if your connection is broken, there is a way to get back to God and become what you really are. You're a child of God. Devils be rebuked. Demons be cast out. This is the house of God. Somebody can hook back on to Jesus today. Somebody can feel the power of heaven today. You don't have to plug in with a cord. It's the first wireless connection to heaven. I know, I don't know a lot about computers. The only thing I know is when your gigabytes, your megahertz. But I know something bigger than that. God is greater than the computer. Computers, they can make interconnection wirelessly. Through the cloud. Moses learned that. Yeah. The computer can take in all this data. 
process it with split milliseconds. I just checked with Brother Google. You can learn a lot from Mr. Google. Sorry, Mr. Google. That fast, there's an answer. If that fast can be an answer from Google, there is a connection in this house today. We made it already. Somebody, somebody, if you have felt the Holy Ghost in this place, would you just stand and lift your hands right now if you felt the Holy Ghost in this place today? If you felt the Holy Ghost in this place today, could you just hook on right now? There's a wireless connection right now. This royal telephone will take your voice to the very throne of God. There needs to be no plug-in. Just ask in his name. I wonder if somebody's lost their connection. I wonder if somebody's lost their way. Would you be so bold to step out of where you are and come to this front and stand and say, I need a connection. I need to get reconnected to God. I need to get a hold of God today. God bless you, young lady. There's a reason why this church is in existence. We're not here to show off a beautiful building. We're thankful for it and thank God for it. But we're here for this lady right here that says, I need a connection. I need a connection. Come on, church. What do you say? We make this the biggest computer right now. And instantly, <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. Here comes another couple. What are we here for, church? We're here because we have a connection with God, an eternal connection. Find somebody and pray with them right now. I wish somebody believed what I preached today. I wish you really believed that there was a connection between heaven and earth today. You may be vile, you may be corrupt, you may have sin in your life, but my God knows how to forgive it and make that connection sure again and bring you right back into contact and communion with God. There is a connection today. There's so much more to preach, but I've got to stop. And let you know it's a time to get connected right now. Get connected right now. Get connected right now. God bless you, young lady. You're doing the right thing. You're connecting with Jesus Christ right now. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody's feeling the power of God. What does that do to us? We get excited about it. Somebody's getting connected with Jesus right now. Oh, yes. I know you'd like to go eat, but the Holy Ghost is in this place right now. I know you'd like this service to end for a moment, but something's happening in somebody's life right now. There's a transformation going on. There's a connection to God right now. There's a connection right now. He just got the Holy Ghost last night, Sunday night. Still praying, thanking God for it. Right now, they're praying, seeking God. There's a connection, there's a connection, there's a connection. Here's a couple that came today looking for an apostolic church. Are we going to let them be here and know that this is an apostolic church? 
They came looking for an apostolic church. If we're an apostolic church, God's going to answer. God's going to answer. Feel this place right now, Jesus. That's right. Feel this place right now, Jesus. Touch every heart, touch every life. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. There's healing in this place. There's victory in this house. This is the house of God. Pray, church, pray, church. Help them make that connection that you made. Help them make that connection that you made. Let the healing virtue of Almighty God work. There's healing in the house. There's victory in the house. There's glorious liberty in the house of God today. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, There is no one like the 